You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. We would like to give a big thanks to Trevor Hedges for our newest five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. Yeah, baby, recording this one in the midst of a massive snowstorm here on the East Coast. Uh, and you know what's interesting, Blasco? The name Trevor Hedges sounds really familiar to me. In his comment, he mentions that he knows you personally. Yeah, he is the singer of a great band called Sundressed uh, from Arizona that we manage. So what is kind of nice and interesting is... You know, we do, and I know you get it as well, you know, we get feedback from people in the industry, and oftentimes I get feedback from people in bands that, you know, either know me or bands that I work with, and so it's cool. It's nice to to know that people that are in the game are paying attention and appreciating what we're doing. Absolutely. In the last episode, we chatted about how to effectively get started. That was one of my favorite episodes of the year, so check it out if you haven't already. Today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at rockabilia.com. Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberJaw and get 50 15% off your entire order. Oh yeah, the boys over at Rockabilia, they've been great supporters of us. They've got awesome stuff, that that, uh, 500,000 items, you name it. You've heard me talk about it in the past. They've been great supporters of us as a show, Jabberjob Media as a network, and they are trying to support artists as well, so... If you're looking for band merchandise across any genre, head over to rockabilia.com. Use the code PCJabberJaw for 15% off. Today's episode is also sponsored by the cool kids over at bandzoogle.com, where you can build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Try it free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code MENTAL to get 15% off your first year of subscription. Yeah, you know, uh, we interviewed Dave Cool from Bandzoogle in episode 55, so if you haven't listened to that, do yourself a favor and go over and, and 
check out what they're all about. And it's funny because as you said the, <laughs> the name Banzoogle, I remember from our conversation, we, uh, we asked how they came up with the name. And, you know, Google wasn't even a company at that time, which I don't know if that really matters. Uh, but yeah. I, I just, I, I, I was curious, you know, because I didn't know that they'd been around. I think they've been around 15 plus years. Um, you know, if they had tried to do a little bit of a play off of, off of that. Nevertheless, those guys are awesome. Banzoogle was started by an artist who saw that, you know, other artists needed help with websites. And so he formed a company. He's pretty much hired other artists, you know, to as employees and help run it. So they are there to support people like you who are listening to this show. So check them out. Banzoogle.com. 30 days free. Promo code MENTAL for 15% off your first year of your subscription. Yes. This week we talked about press kits and EPKs. This was inspired by a loyal listener that wrote us as well as an article actually written by Dave Poole on Banzoogle.com. So how about that? This is going to be killer. So let's get mental. Dave Cool just showing up anywhere and everywhere he can. <laughs> it was, it was funny, Mike. Like, cause uh, we have a loyal listener. His name is uh, his name is Chris, and he wrote us, and that inspired uh, today's episode. And then I thought, well, uh, you know, if, if someone is interested in the uh, best uh, practices for an EPK, I googled that, and sure enough, what appears at the top of the search results. Dave Cool and Banzoogle. So, uh, yeah, you know, and- I'm not continuing to push them, but my point is, is that Banzoogle is not just a place to where you can build a website or an EPK, but also a good destination of for information. Well, totally. I mean, I, I think, you know, when, when they first approached us, I don't think you nor I were familiar with the platform. And, you know, as we did a little bit of research to determine whether or not we wanted to, you know, talk about them, you know, on the show and, and have them support it, you know, we went over and and explored and there are a lot of great articles over there. Their blog is actually very well done and I've used it, you know, over the past few weeks since we've, you know, since we have become familiar, I've used it as a resource, um, on many things. So yeah, this is cool. Go check that out. Yeah. So let's start it off with a couple of questions about uh, press kits from our loyal listener, Chris. He kicks it off like this. I have an idea for a topic to be covered on the podcast as I haven't heard much about it. And I think it would be really beneficial for anyone in the underground scene to learn more about press kits. Now, this is another two-part question, as the platforms for press kits are delivered in both physical and digital forms. So the first question to you and Mike, what are you guys looking for in digital press kits? Is there a model you use with the bands on your roster to fit certain criteria? You know, it's interesting because the 
art of a press kit has surely been lost as you know there we've embraced the digital space you know so many times you can just send a link to the facebook the twitter you know whatever you know now spotify links youtube links but that said i do think there's value in putting as much of that stuff especially the the best stuff in one place that you can direct people um you know whether you're using it for press or whether you're using it to pitch you know someone like a label a manager or an agent um so i you know i think they can come in many different shapes and sizes uh there are some criteria that that i really try to adhere to and in fact a little plug for you know outer loop coaching we go through uh and talk about so much of this stuff in our course 60 days to signable it really is about getting all of your assets in the best place possible and putting them into an epk electronic press kit yep what about the second you? question well i'm going to answer after the second question because i feel like i can rope them all into one so the second question is is I imagine you and Mike are constantly bombarded with press kits from bands looking for management. My band is currently creating physical, physical press kits to send to both labels and management companies. Are physically shipping press kits to labels and management effective in this day and age? Do you guys even dive into packages from unknown bands anymore? If so, what are things you'd like to see in physical press packs i've got my answer but do you want to go first since yeah look i mean i can kind of rope it in so like in terms of a digital if you're asking like you know where is the best destination to build a digital press kit or epk i think just look around and see what speaks to you i mean there's there's a wealth of them you know banzoogle being one of them um, but there's a wealth of places. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see a common one when people send me EPKs, I don't see a, a common platform that they're built on just whatever I, I yeah, kind of. Yeah. And, and I'll chime in for a second. I, I don't think the platform itself matters. I think it's what's contained within that, that actually matters. Right. I think we use Tumblr for some of them cause you can password protect it. I watch a lot of bands who have their own website, you know, use, you know, whatever, bandname.com slash EPK. And sometimes, especially if it's got, you know, new music that you don't want out in the public, you'll put that in there, password protected. But you're right. There's plenty of places to do it. And sounds like neither me nor you uh, really care where it is as long as all of the things that we would want in a press kit are actually in there. Yeah. And look, I mean, the general idea of making a digital press kit or physical press kit and putting a physical press kit in the mail and mailing it to me. Um, look, in this day and age, I don't really see any value in a physical press kit, at least not for me, from a managerial standpoint. To me, it's a waste of postage. Um, you know, if you're going to send something, you can send it in a digital form, um, whether it's a link to your EPK or, you know, a one sheet or an email. Like, honestly, like 
I don't know about you, Mike, but look, to me, an, a, a, a well-put-together email that is bullet-pointed with all the highlights of a band is as effective as sending me a link to a press kit. I find that press kits tend to be a little overly fluffed. And uh, like, I, 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 like, I think that the most important thing is like, is there a fan base? Is there engagement? Like, how many views does your video have? But more importantly, are people commenting on it? Are people giving it a thumbs up? Um, yeah. What I have you done on your own? Have you toured on your own? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's there's a lot of things that are really important to me. But like, the fact that your band was started a few years ago with members of a bunch of other bands that I've never heard of, and all this fluffed up like extended bio information like that's that's not going to make me interested in your band i i agree with you that said one reason why i think it's important to have uh you know a home place in terms of a press kit that's got all of this stuff is you know let's say that you get an introduction to somebody who you know is at a label and maybe it's not the a and r guy you know, maybe you're friends with the new marketing guy who's been there for six months and you're able to send that person a simple link, you know, with the EPK that he then might be able to share internally within the company that's got it all contained in one place. I definitely agree with you, Blasco. If things are going on, if there's engagement, if there's great songs, a well-crafted email to me with those five links is great. That said, I don't think there's any harm in putting it all in one place, again, for ease, to the physical component of it. Part of me wants to say I love the idea that somebody's still willing to do a physical EPK, right, or press kit, mm -hmm. because nobody is doing it anymore. And if you can make it you know, kind of unique and interesting, maybe that will inspire us to then check it out, right? But what do we then go check out, right? Because we're, we're not going to pop a CD into our computer because neither you nor I have a CD player on our computers. Right. So what we're going to do is if, you know, band name sends us this cool press kit that's got something interesting in it, personalized note we're just going to go to the internet anyways so you know the effectiveness of it is probably very low because most people i think i'm the exception i think if you sent me a physical press kit i would be more inclined to go check it out because i'd feel like you took an extra effort but most people who are super busy who aren't getting the mail at their company anyways are just going to freaking put it on their desk or throw it away. That's an interesting perspective. I, I, I see where you're, you're coming from on that. And, um, you know, it's like sending, it's like sending someone a handwritten thank you note, uh, for something that they did for you versus just sending them an email that says, thanks or whatever, like putting in that extra effort means a little bit more. Like I should pay attention to this because this dude actually cares enough to put in, a lot of extra effort. So right. I, I, I appreciate but, that but perspective. Instead of a press kit, a physical press kit, which oftentimes the ones I've seen in the past few years is just people trying too hard, frankly. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
you know, find out something about the person that you're trying to send it to. So, you know, if, if it's Mike Mowry and, you know, you've done a little bit of research, you know, that Mike Mowry likes to drink coffee. Mike Mowry likes to drink IPA beers. Maybe what you do is get creative and send Mike Mowry, you know, a $25 Starbucks gift card. Again, you're not trying to, to, to buy my attention, but maybe you are trying to buy my attention, right? Yeah. And, you know, a cool note that says, hey, Mike, you know, why don't you get amped up on whatever, a double espresso, so you're ready for, you know, the the power of the music that you're going to hear, you know, or however you can <laughs> tie what you've sent, that's absolutely going to get our attention, right? Yeah. Okay. That said, if I go get the coffee, I'm stoked. I come back. You're right. Your music's aggressive, but it's not good. Yeah, I'm going to be, you know, grateful that you sent me something, but I'm not going to end up working with your band if the product isn't isn't there. Right? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, get creative. Think of ways to cut through. I think Blasco what you're saying is, look, wait till you got something worth sharing, right? You've got engagement, you've got a great video, you've got a great song, there's people reacting to it. Then send it in a press kit, send it in an email, tweet it at me, and that's when I'm going to get excited. And and what I'm saying is, yes, you're right. You know, uh you know, that that's ideal. But in the interim, if you're trying to get our attention, you got to get creative. You got to figure out different ways that you're going to be able to get our attention because yes, we get a lot of unsolicited, you know, emails each and every day. Yeah. Look, I love the idea in terms of giving people some tips here. Like if you're going to make an EPK or a press kit, you're, you're going to go down that road, no matter what we say, then the best thing that we can do is offer you some tips on the best practices that would get someone like our attention. I love that idea that you brought up of like a, including a Starbucks gift card because it, you got to go get jacked up to check out our jams. Like I love that idea or, or even just something along those lines. Like it's just, it's engaging, you know, I think it's really cool. And I'm never going to forget that package. Like 20 years from now, we're still doing this podcast and we're going to talk about that, that, that physical press kit that someone sent and included a Starbucks gift card. Like I'm never going to forget that. And, uh, and that's really, and, you know, and that, and then that means at some point that band could hit you up and be like, Hey guys, remember me? I'm that guy, I'm that band that sent you the, the Starbucks gift card. And you'd be like, I totally remember you because you're the only one that did that. And then the the other thing I would, as a tip, and I, I think you might agree here on some level, Mike, is that keep it dense and focus on the things that are really important, like like some real accomplishments, like the fact that you're endorsed by SIT strings. That is not impressive to me. That is that is information that I do not need to know. Like that that is fluff. So if I'm giving a tip, whether it's physical or digital, really take a, once it's all done, take a step back and give it an objective look 
and go, what can we trim out of this thing that is unnecessary? And you know what I mean? Are you following? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're right. You know, what I try to do with the artists that I develop is we are looking for ways to show that there's validation, right? So I can understand if you're endorsed by SIT strings, that is a point of validation in some senses. But I think what you're saying is we both know that getting endorsed by SIT strings, this is no slant towards them, but it's not super hard, right? And that doesn't mean that you have fans. That doesn't mean that there's a fan base that cares about you. It just means that, you know, you got an endorsement from SIT string. So I think you're right. You're talking about put forward really just the quality things that matter that guys like you and I are going to care about. Right. Yeah. And, and understand that, that people like me and people like Mike, we're, we're busy people. And, and so we only have so much time in the day to focus on say like an unsolicited press kit. Right. So the thing that's going to be able to get our attention are those very important bullet points that are at the top of this, at at the top of this presentation. Don't save it to the end. Don't fluff it up. Like you're going to lose my attention right away. If you get into things that, that are unnecessary of like, you know, how long you've been a band when you were formed that, you know, that you're an accumulation of a guy from this other band that I've never heard of and whatever you gotta like, kind of really know your audience of, you know, your audience, meaning people like Mike and I, executive industry types of people, you got to know your audience and understand that they're busy people. And they really just want to focus on the things that are the most important, you know, the, the fluffy stuff that might be good if you're going to a publicist or a magazine or, you know, a, a, a promoter or something, that information may be helpful for them, but for someone like Mike and I, you got to tailor it more towards the, who we are, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, part of it is, you know, you do want to be able to tell a story as a band, right? And so I I would agree some of the stuff doesn't really matter. And, and what what I would say is if you've been in a band that's done something relevant or has done something recent – that's worth including, you know, the stuff that really drives me crazy is we've been a band for eight years, you know? And then I'm like, well, why on, if it hasn't worked in eight years, right? What makes you, what, what makes us think that it's all of a sudden going to work now? Mm -hmm. So it's really about, you know, you're as good as, you know, as Blasco and I say in the, in the business, you're as good as your last headline date. You know, how many tickets did you sell? You're as good as your last, you know, album sales, like what have you done recently? Show us not only what you've done recently, but how you've started to really grow. Cause ultimately, and again, we're talking from our managerial perspective. We are looking for things that are working that we can add value to. We're not looking for things that we can pull up from, you know, from nowhere. Right. Yeah. And I'd say also too, my, my last suggestion on this is to, uh, 
is to frame it in a way to where think about think about your presentation as you're a business and you're looking to partner with our business. So think, don't think of it as the, your presentation of like, man, we, we can't do this without you. We're like, we're, you know, we're like, we don't know what to, we don't know what we're doing. Think of your, think of your pitch as a business pitch. And for you to reach another level, you need to partner with our business. So provide us the information of what is valuable, what we're going to find value about your business and how we can plug our business into yours and help elevate it to where both of us are winning. You know what I mean? Perfect. No, that's exactly what I was trying to say. You just said it a little bit better. Yeah. So uh, let's, so Chris, thanks for writing in and uh, being the inspiration for uh, today's um, uh, episode, but let's dig in real quick to the uh, Dave Cool's uh, Banzoogle article, he has a list of eight things that you need to include with a little bit of uh, tips of, of what those things should be included if in the event you decide to build an EPK or a press kit. So number one is a bio. You gotta make sure that you include a bio. The first element to have is your most current bio. Bookers and festivals often have different needs and word limits for bios, so it would also be a good idea to include a few different versions, including an elevator pitch, a short bio, meaning one paragraph, a medium bio, a few paragraphs, and then the big boy of, you know, four paragraphs or more. Yeah, I don't disagree. And again, you know, different people, like he's saying, bookers and festival people, that's different than you know, what you and I are looking for sometimes. But yeah, I mean, we want to know a little bit about you. We don't really care if, you know, uh, again, you've been a band for eight years. We want to know the unique things, the interesting things uh, about you. And if you can do that in that elevator pitch, that's perfect uh, for me. For sure. And look, anytime that I get a bio written for a band, there's always the long version and then there's always the abridged version. But what I like here um, is, and I think every band should do this, um, is, is the elevator pitch. It would be a good exercise to put together a one sentence or less, you know, just at most explanation of what your band is. You know, and, and, and whether or not you include in your EPK isn't as important as the exercise of knowing that if you're going to run into someone like me or Mike at a, at a conference or at a Starbucks or whatever, somewhere you're going to run into us, you got to know that our time is limited and you got to pitch us your band in one sentence. So whether or not, like I said, whether or not you include it, you have to do that as an exercise so that in the event you run into industry people, that you can get it out there, you can pique our interest, and then get, you know get our email or something and, and send us a link to what it is you got going yeah, on. Yeah, and a couple interesting comments from this. You know, you got to be a little bit realistic. I mean, I remember a manager who I was speaking to about a you know a young band that was doing well, and he just kept saying, "They're the next Slipknot," and it's like you know okay, I get that you've got high hopes and aspirations, but from where you are now to become the next Slipknot, there's a really big distance. So try to put,
put it into you know some some terms where neither Blasco nor I would look at you like, yeah, good luck with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the other thing, actually, I was on a conversation with a, with a band recently, and they mentioned that for so much of their career, they've been trying to like describe themselves by what they're not. We're not new metal. We're not metalcore, you know, and they found that, you know, that really wasn't effective. So they came up with their own term <laughs> for what, you know, they call their music. And, you know, maybe that will work or, or won't. But I thought it was just so interesting. You know, they realized that by trying to describe themselves by what they weren't, you know, they weren't doing a good job of of selling themselves on what they actually are. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Um, number two, photos and images. The next element to include in your digital press kit is a section with downloadable professional photos. Have a few different official photos with vertical and horizontal options as well as black and white versions available. Make sure some of them are high resolution in case the media person or festival programmer needs to use the image for print. You can also include the image for your most recent album cover, which can be especially helpful for reviewers. Yeah, I mean, I think photos are, are, are key. And I think, you know, hiring a professional photographer that focuses in band photography is paramount you know it's really something that you've got to invest in um this is you know going to be your likeness it's what yeah as you start to get gigs and people put your picture on their social media of where you're playing or you know on their website or you know as you get features on blogs that is what is going to you know be the association with you and you want that to be a very striking and compelling and good looking image. Yeah. I mean, look, when we talk about photos, we're talking about in a lot of instances, first impression. And I can't tell you, Mike, man, how many band photos I've seen that where it just deters me from even wanting to listen to the music. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? I, I agree. I mean, look, a picture's worth a thousand words and you know, many of us do judge a book by its cover. Um, there have been times when I think I've been pleasantly surprised that, you know, the photo did not. Uh, ultimately, yeah. the music was far better than the photo. But, yeah, if we see a terrible photo, we're, we're probably moving on and not even giving the music a fair shake. Yeah, no doubt. And here's a very important thing to reiterate about uh, what Dave says here. If you have one really great uh, band photo that you love, make sure that in, whenever you're including it in your EPK, make sure that you have, even if it's just one photo, make sure that there is a horizontal version, a vertical version, a color version, and a black and white version. You don't need these to all be different photos. It can be the same photo, but just in all those different uh, formats, as well as a web size and a, uh, a high resolution 300 dpi size and then of course like he says here an album cover or an ep cover or whatever same thing web size and and high resolution size 
those are those are very important things that he mentions here. So um, number three, music. You'll, of course, need to have your music available to listen to, including a few tracks available to download. If a media person wants to get a copy of your full album or EP for review, just put clear information on who they can contact to get a copy. Yeah, definitely. And as things are changing, you know, uh, and, you know, more and more people are moving towards streaming. I don't know if it's as important to make sure that there's, you know, uh, downloadable tracks, but myself included, sometimes I really do want to download stuff, put it into my iTunes, be able to transfer it to my phone, especially if it's unreleased material. So, but yeah, make it, you got to make it so it's easy to find and easy to listen to. You know, we, oftentimes I use private SoundCloud, you know, if there is stuff on Spotify, I'll embed it you know, within the, the EPK site so people can listen to it there. But yeah, I mean, this is really the leader of what people are going to judge you by. So you need to make sure that it's, it's, you know, it's easy to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's a no brainer that you got to have your music on your EPK, right? That goes without saying. Um, my one tip here would be is like, once again, understand who your audience is. Someone like me or someone like Mike, we don't have all the time in the day. Put your best song first. If, we, if we're only going to have, you know, 30 to 60 seconds to make a determination, if we want to listen to more or know more or watch a video or read your bio, right? If we're judging that on 30 to 60 seconds of a song, make sure that it is your best song, your strongest song, and that in 30 to 60 seconds, you're getting to the point of what it is preferably not something with a 90 second intro, right? Like it's like put something there that's going to be attention grabbing and make us curious as to what else you've got in store for us. You know? Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, let's say you've got a completed album and that's what you're trying to, to shop, if you will. I don't even think you should include the entire album, right? Agreed. Include your Agreed. top three tracks. And if we like those, right? we're going to find the way to reach out to you to get the rest of that album. So, you know, less is more and, and, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah. I mean, look, once again, I mean, if we're just throwing out tips here, I, I can't, I can't say this enough as like, I know that it's your art. I know that you're a musician. I know that this you're this is something that you're very passionate about. And it, it and and every song is like a child to you and 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 this is all very important to you but and i'm not and by saying this i'm not trying to demean anything but I, i'm just giving you the the best tip that i can that no if you're if you're sending to labels and you're sending to management companies know your audience know that these are busy people and that my best suggestion to you is everything that we're doing here is just put your best foot forward. I, we all understand that you are very passionate about what you do, but understand that so are we, and we're limited in our time and resources. So you really got to come at us with your best foot forward. Yeah. Um, and, and just one more thing on that. I mean, you and I have worked with enough artists to see that. Yeah. Oftentimes the songs that they like the most might not be the quote unquote, best songs they might not be the hits they might like it because of some intricate guitar part that they wrote or some vocal harmony that you know 
means something to them. So get an outside opinion, you know, from a few people as to what they think is your most relatable song and and best song instead of, you know, going with what you might think is, you know, is your best. I got it. Number four, video. Many blogs and media sites love to embed videos of the artists they're covering, which helps make the article more visual and engaging. Embed a few of your best videos in your digital press kit to make it easy to find a quality video that best represents your band. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with this. I mean, make sure if you've got an official music video and it's well done, put that there. If there's any great live video, that can help. But again, quality over quantity, you know, I think one or two, maybe three max. You know, what we don't need is, you know, your 14th video that you shot, you know, at uh, live in Wisconsin two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, to me, the video is probably the most important thing to include on your EPK for me. And I'll give you an exact example. Uh, someone sent me an EPK this morning, oddly enough. And um, I opened it up on my phone, right? And I saw the bio and I kind of scanned through it, right? And then there was like photos. So I clicked on the on a couple of photos like, oh, okay, you know, or whatever. But then there was a video. There was a couple of videos. But I watched the video because I figure it's like, that's going to be everything in one place. That video is going to tell me everything that I need to know what the band looks like, what the band sounds like, how they perform in a, in, in a situation, what they look like as a unit, how they deliver their, their product, right? Like to me, as a guy that, that you, you know, is pressed for time, in that, in that 30 to 60 seconds that I'm going to absorb this band, the best place for me to do that is their music video. And and do you is it an official music video that you prefer? Is it live video? What is it that you really really want? To, like if they've got a certain you know if they've got a number of them there, two or three, which one are you choosing? Well, a live video that was shot on someone's iPhone with horrendous sound that is not going to be beneficial. However. If it's a live video shot on someone's phone with pretty good sound, but to where I can see the fact that there are a lot of people there and they're engaged, that potentially is is helpful and interesting to me. But a lyric video does me no good. Um, and preferably, it is it is a, a, a music video to where it's like a performance-based video with their actual studio audio as the the presentation that to me wraps it up in a nice package that I can absorb. Got it. Uh, number five, it is called the press kit for a reason. So press articles and reviews, it wouldn't be a press kit without some press. So post links to a few of your best reviews and interviews. Don't assume that people will click on each article and read them in full, pull the best quote from each review and include it underneath the link. You can also spice up this part of your digital press kit visually by including the logos of the media source next to each article and review. Yeah, I think this is really good advice. Um, One of the things I mentioned earlier is it's all about, you know, trying to, you know, get sources of validation and present those, you know, as, as more and more of them come in. 
So if you've got something that's validating you, if it is a notable, you know, online uh, blog or, you know, uh, resource and they do have a great quote about you, absolutely. These are the types of things that I look for to see, okay, is there someone else out there who's already taken a look or listen and has found it compelling? That might make me more inclined to, to, to go and pay attention to it. What about you? Yeah, and 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 look, I I love this idea, and and you know we do it, you know we do it with our bands, but I mean, but this is great. Like the idea of pull a quote if you have a review or an interview or, or some sort of accolade from somewhere, pull a quote out of it, and then put the actual attach then the actual logo of the publication. So that way it's like someone like, you know, someone like me or Mike, like looking at this thing or whatever, if you've got a quote from, you know, AP or, or whoever, some blog or whatever, but at least it's somewhere semi reputable that we're going to recognize, like that's going to pop off the page that AP logo or revolver logo or, you know, whatever it is like, you know, fucking consequence of sound logo that is going to pop off the page that we're going to see first. And then we're going to see that there's a quote attached to that. And that's going to pique our interest. And this is highly important to me. Yeah. And I mean, look, this can extend to your own social media. You know, one of the things that we do with our artists as we're building towards the release of their album is as we do get these reviews, we make images, you know, that do just what he's saying. We pull that relevant quote. We put that, you know, blog or magazine's logo on there and use that for promotion. Again, it's about trying to to show people that someone else, a respected authority, uh, you know, if you will, has has already listened to it, looked at it and found something, you know, great about it. That will then hopefully inspire other people to check it out. No doubt. I'm going to skip down to number eight, but real quick, number six is, I mentioned notable achievements. So that's kind of a no brainer. If you won an award or, you know, whatever, the high school talent show, make sure to mention that number seven contact info. Once again, a no brainer. Um, you're going to have to, if you're sending something to us, you have to make sure that we can contact you if we want to, you know, discuss business. But, uh, the final number eight here is social media and finally include your social links on the page so that if the media person or booker wants to quickly check out your social media presence, they have all the links right there. You don't have to overdo it, simply list the social media networks that you are most active on. And I will add that your social media stats are notable achievements. And those things should also, like a a pull quote from a review or an article, should also be there. There should be like the amount of streams you have on a video, the amount of subscribers, the amount of followers you have with an Instagram logo next to that, with a Facebook logo next to that. Once again, these are things that are going to jump off the page and those are really important. And those should be somewhere up near the top, Mike. I mean, dude, we're talking bio, but social stats, music, like that's, this, this shouldn't be number eight, man. This should be more like number three. I agree. You know, those links and I, I like it when people use those logos. It's easy. If I want to find Facebook, I know what that logo looks like. I can click right on it. I mean, the hard part about it, you know, including 
those stats sometimes is they're ever changing. You know, I've got an artist who isn't signed currently and, and, you know, we continue to pitch them and I'm always having to kind of go back and update. Okay. What are the street, you know, where is that video at? It was at 500,000 a week ago. Is it, you know, 552,000 now? So, uh, but I do agree. Those are notable achievements. And on that note, you know, make sure that your notable achievements are relevant, right? I mean, he mentions things like uh, nominated for any awards. I mean, make sure it's a relevant award. You know, if it's the local freaking thing that nobody knows about or cares about, Blasco nor I are going to care about that. Um, yep. Know so, your audience. Yeah. Know your audience. So, Look, and then... I'm going to say, I, I think some important things to pull out of here for someone is like, like know your audience. Um, not every EPK is right for every person. So I think it's okay to maybe tailor different ones for a, a different audiences. Um, and for someone like us, since, you know, this question was sent to us, for someone like us, I think that, you know, follow our guidelines here and really trim down the fat and Focus on the most important aspects. Understand that you're pitching your business to our business, right? And also, too, if you don't have all of these things, like if you don't have a lot of followers or you don't have any any reviews or whatever, that's okay. Like, you know what? Like maybe it's just – maybe you're just not ready yet and you got you to gotta give it some time to build up stuff because it's like once again, man, this first impression, like – you don't want to send us some stuff that is maybe a little too premature, a little too cart before the horse, and we get it, and then we brush it off because it's like there's nothing there that's going to entice us. So once again, I can't reiterate enough, know your audience. Really think about you, you, this pitch as a business pitch to another business and to where we can work together and help elevate and create a bigger business, right? This is this is okay. the thought process that you got to get behind a press kit or an EPK. Agreed. Patience is absolutely a virtue. You know, you need to build up just like you're saying. And a lot of people, you know, when they release one video, it's like, oh, I want to share it with, you know, all of these industry people. But you really only get one chance to make a first impression. And one thing that I just want to make a final comment on that you mentioned is I had an artist where they, depending on who we were shopping it to, you know, which label we had a different EPK that in the private SoundCloud led with a different track, right? Because there was a bit of diversity between certain tracks on the album. So for the heavier labels, we led with the heavier track for the popular labels. We led with the popular track. And I, which I just thought was kind of an interesting approach as opposed to a one size fits all. Totally, man. Well, look, we went a little bit long today, but I, I think that it was totally worth it. Um, you know, this isn't something that we've touched much on, but it is really important for these young up and comers to uh, have an EPK, but do it right, you know? And, and, uh, and so this is really good. This concludes episode 61 
Thank you for tuning in, even though we went a little bit long. So if you hung in there, good for you. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com, just like our buddy Chris did today. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Nah, I just wanted to say you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike O'Loop. Thanks to everybody who has listened thus far. And one great way to help us is to share what we are doing with uh, your friends. You know, word of mouth has been a, a great way for this show to grow. So please continue to do that. And don't hesitate to rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to music. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, I have a coaching platform, OuterLoopCoaching.com, and one of our courses covers all of this stuff in depth and the best ways to to work on developing it to where it is in a place where you know you would feel comfortable presenting it to people like myself or Blasco. So check that out. And last but not least. Give a little love to our sponsors, rockabilia.com and bandzoogle.com. We've got discount codes over there. PC Jabberjaw at rockabilia.com for 15% off and mental at bandzoogle.com for 15% off. Uh, that's really all I got, my brother. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers. And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah, each week we're going to ask ourselves and we're going to ask our guests what three favorite things they are into at that moment or in their entire lives. And then we're either going to agree with them or we're going to make fun of them. And uh, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it or we will make fun of you. How about that? I just flipped it on you, the person listening to this right now. But we're going to do it every week here on the Sound Talent Network. Once again, it's called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah. <laughs>